Yo! Welcome everyone once again to the We Are Gamers series. My name, your host, is Champ Tone, aka Psychosis, a gamer with a passion for Jesus and gaming. And it is once again a true pleasure to grace your space this day. We have been having these great 1v1 series with people getting to know the person behind the gamer tag. Today we have the honor and privilege of someone who's kind of a big deal. Allow me to introduce my buddy here, who simply goes by the name Rage. Welcome, Rage. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Psychosis. Or Psych, as I usually call you. <laughs> thanks thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I mean, we have those games, you know, we, we play a lot of League of Legends. And, you know, that's usually that's a game that really tilts the heck out of people and... I'll be honest, you, you're one of those guys that I play with. And it's funny because your name is actually Rage. And I have never honestly heard you rage. I don't know if you have or if you have, you do it like offline or something like that. <laughs> so uh, if I you... think I do it a little bit more internally. I don't do it as much as most people. Uh, <laughs> usually it's uh, switchy. Who sets me off or uh, <laughs> stats refusing to surrender. Those oh my are my goodness. two biggest triggers. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for joining us this day. So let's just jump right into it. If you can just give us, please, if you don't mind, your first name and what are the online gamer names you usually use? All right. So my first name is Andrew. Uh, I usually use Rage online at any game I can get. It's R A. I-J-E. I actually yes. stole it from a... Um, he was the god of war in a mud I used to play uh, my like freshman and sophomore year of college, which oh, you should really? never play a mud. They are... Um, I have played muds before. Terrible though. and addicting <laughs> and uh, just as bad as WoW, uh, <laughs> pretty much. And you shouldn't do it. It's don't do, don't do muds, kids. That's funny. Turn left. Type turn left. The, uh, yeah, L, just L for left. You got to learn all the shortcuts and everything. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a crazy one. So, uh, so before you, that, mm -hmm. actually, I, I used to use, because I thought it was funny when I was like middle school to go by Bobo to Clown and go uh, player <laughs> kill kill in Diablo 1. Because oh there was goodness. a glitch where you could make yourself invulnerable. Mm. But you would still die if they made you go to negative HP and then healed them. So I'd run around fighting people Hilarious. and kill them, get them below health and heal them to kill them and stuff. So. Oh my goodness. You've been killed by Bobo the Clown. Wow, what a what a name. <laughs> so so what, it was an upgrade to Rage. It was an upgrade for sure. That is so funny. So so what was it about Rage that's that's special for you? Why would you even choose that name? I know it's it's interesting the name. It's not spelled R E G like you said it's spelled R-A-I-J-E. I remember the first time I saw it. I my was like, my oh. assumption is that it was mm. always um, it was based off of just the, the you know, rage, anger, because it's the god of war, uh, mm. just spelled differently, so you are just calling it R-A-G-E. Of course, and everyone thinks I'm like Indian or something, um, which I am I am very much not. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> but yeah, because it's Rajay or something like that, right? That's what they're turning it into. They're trying to make sense of it. Oh my um, and I think it was just probably one of a bunch of WoW characters I had, mm -hmm. and that's just mm -hmm. the one that I kept. 
-hmm. like that's the one that i just started using from then on out because like that's i don't know that's off like i didn't like sit down and go this is the one for me i think Mm -hmm. it was more of just like all right this is the one that i'm now responding to because i named some you know dwarf warlock or priest or undead priest Mm -hmm. who knows um that and then just kept it forever because that's just it just fit and so i actually had to wait like three years, four years in uh, League of Legends for it to come open. There was a little website really? where you go and see, like, yeah, because someone else had it. So I was Rage really? TFJ um, until uh, it came up and I grabbed it. And I was like, yes, I've got it. That guy's going to change his name and favorite place again. But yes. hopefully he's smart enough to never log in again. <laughs> he's moved on with his life to bigger and better things. <laughs> That's interesting. All right. So if you if you don't mind, this next question is always like a tricky question. And it's, you know, it's about your age now. If you don't feel comfortable giving us your exact age, you can you can give us an age bracket, you know, however you feel comfortable. But but how how old are you and when did you actually start gaming? So I am 39. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, once you pass a certain age, it just gets gets a little iffy. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm 39. And so I am not, you know, I'm not sure of the date or anything. It was sometime after January 14th, 90, 1987, because I looked it up. My dad came home with an NES mm. and I was probably four or five. So it's probably recently after the, the game came out. Uh, but he came home with Kung Fu, which was an NES game, nice, Golf, yes. which was an NES game, and mm. Zelda II, The Adventure of Link which mm. for a child is probably the hardest of all the Zelda games because it had the top down, but it also had like the side scroller stuff. And yeah. like, as an adult, you can really get the timing down mm-hmm. on that, like middle thrust that hits both top and bottom of like the skeletons. But, mm. um, as like a four-year-old, five-year-old, that <laughs> game was brutal. Like the jumping over the lava pits, yeah. and like the lava's knocking you in and stuff. Like, yeah, that, so that's, those were the first three games. Uh, and it was the best golf game ever. You know, it was 1984 or so when it came out. But, you know, you ta- it's basically the same thing as the newest ones, though. You tap it to bring it back. You tap it at the peak and then you tap it at the point. And, like, it's amazing to me that you can look at, like, Tiger Woods Golf. And it's essentially the exact same mechanic as the 1984 game titled yeah. Golf. Yeah, but that game was actually it was it was pretty accurate in how it worked. I mean, the graphics mm-hmm. were, you know, they were. They were NES wonky graphics, but mm-hmm. I mean, you had to take into account the wind and everything, and you couldn't just slam the ball depending on where you were. That's so funny. Yeah. So that's what started your uh, your golf career, huh? You just you had it once. You're like, I need to do this in real life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, that was the only time I ever lived on a golf course was when I was really little and living up in Car Lake. Um, oh, you lived on a, a golf small course. town. Mm. I mean, it's you know, it's a public golf course by mm-hmm. a lake out mm-hmm. in henderson which is a um mm. previously somewhat successful but now very poor very small town oh all right all right so so what was it about video games that really draw you to to keep playing them i mean you you said you started when you were four years old and you know what what was it about the actual games that that just kept drawing you in to play them um uh, you know it's it's you can you can blame it on you know the cool mechanics and the excitement and the fun and just the new adventures and getting to play all these types of games and you mm. know like I, when you start at that point and those you know terrible graphic games you really get to see all this 
you know, this transformation from like just these really bare bones things with, you know, one simple mechanic to all kinds of crazy storytelling and stuff. Mm -hmm. Or you could just blame it on having ADHD. Like I'm really ADHD (laughs) and games are very, very tailored um, Mm. to, you know, you're getting sight, you're getting sound, you're getting feedback, Mm -hmm. your, Mm -hmm. your brain is alive in ways that is really hard to replicate in the real world uh, on just like feeding Mm. your brain excitement. Um, Mm, mm -hmm, but yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of B (laughs) kept you busy. That's interesting. You're, you're probably the first person I know that's mentioned the golf. I remember the golf game though, because I don't know, for some reason, I just, I just remember it. It was at the time, I just thought it was pretty solid in terms of what it Mm -hmm. offered. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is actually, this is a really, it was strangely fun. I I really enjoyed playing it and it was just golf. It wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. I didn't like watching golf. I can't play golf at all. But I did I really did enjoy the actual game for the and NES. It, it's definitely Mario on the cover. Like it's definitely yeah, designed it to be Mario. <laughs> Doesn't ever say that, but it's it's very clearly black mustache, red shirt. It's it's you're definitely playing as Mario. Yeah, it's so funny. All right, so so you said you you received your first gaming console. It was your family who who got you your NES, right? It wasn't just some stranger. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't me. It was my dad got it <laughs> right. for the family, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And we all would take turns playing it and stuff. And then you know, I was definitely the one who was the most into it and mm-hmm. got the yeah. NES, and then the PlayStation, and then the Play Xbox, and then the yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because this next question, though, because I know families' reactions, depending on the culture that you grew up with, is always different. So how was your family's reaction when you actually started gaming and they saw that you were really into it? Was it, you know, did did they start to pull the reins? Was it more of a, oh, you know, they just didn't care? Like, what what was really their reaction when you started really getting into gaming? Uh, I think it was... Uh... A mixture of go play outside, uh, definitely, you know, play less, make sure you handle these responsibilities, mm. uh, but also, you know, acceptance of that I'm I'm playing video games. Okay. Um, so it was never like harsh. It was never like you have to give this up, whatever, it, you know, mm-hmm. but and I did play with my brother quite a bit and my dad would occasionally play, uh, nice. but I was definitely the one who who played way too much. <laughs> But they just let you play and stuff, which is which is cool. I know it, it's always different. Like some families, they just absolutely hate it. Others don't care. And then you have families that see what it offers and actually join in and be a part of it. So it's cool hearing about hearing about you being able to play with your brother and your dad, because I know those are always those are always fun times when we play with with our family together and stuff like that. So. Yeah, if if you can though, please just let us know what is your actual your heritage and cultural background. I'm American Southern white. Um, American Southern white. So it's it's complicated, right? Because if <laughs> my parents got um, got their uh, you know 24 and me or whatever, um, and yeah, they're they're both just completely British Isles, um, England, Scotland, Irish wales mixed together mm-hmm. okay. um so i'm definitely that's like that's completely it and you know mm-hmm. that's 
where a lot of our culture comes from and our language comes from in this country. Mm. Um, but because of America's unique system of like whiteness and non-whiteness, and it integrates people into whiteness mm, as like an approval mechanism, because like mm. Irish people didn't used to be white. Italian people didn't used to be white. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. once they lost their accents, once they did, you know, some things I'm not going to get into, mm -hmm. um, but they became white. And so what you end up with is, you know, you're kind of regionally white in America, mm -hmm. unless your family really held on to traditions, which you know, mm -hmm. mine didn't especially hold on to traditions. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really just, you know, I'm Southern. I mean, in North Carolina, but I was a small town in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit of extra Southern there mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm white. That's, that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. Mm. That's interesting. All right. So, so have you, so having, having told us that about your actual cultural background, it's interesting you say that because you do, you, you, you kind of understand a lot of where you came from as well as, you know, the evolution of your cultural background, which is good because this next question is, you know, has there really been any positive or negative impact that your particular cultural background or experience has had on your gaming experience? I don't think so because I don't have like parents who are trying to hold on to a culture and mm. instill it in me. Mm. I'm much more part of the like generic American culture. And, mm. you know, you're, it's not super rigid on any particular thing. And it's not mm -hmm. super, I don't know, it's just not that like tight where it's super controlling. You know, mm. it's, it's patriarchal, but it's not to mm. the degree that other places are. It's, so I don't think it's had any major experience, any major impact that like is abnormal that everyone else doesn't kind of have. I get what you're saying. Yeah, someone someone else that we've we've actually interviewed before who who considered themselves, you know, as their culture being American as well, you know, they compared themselves to they they said kind of kind of like how you're saying how there wasn't any any real it wasn't it wasn't this or that whereas like some like like in korean culture for example gaming is totally different over there where mm -hmm. you know over here it's not considered something that you know it's it's even to strive for it's just you do it and yeah it's fun you know whatever whereas places even europe is starting to adopt this with their esports culture where gaming suddenly now is a little more I guess what's what's the op there's more opportunity in terms more of more embraced progress. yeah more right, opportunity right. more avenues for for doing something with it right, um and I mean right. I think that age has had way more impact specifically than culture because gaming was really looked down upon mm -hmm. when I was younger and especially playing you know and and America is obsessed with consoles far more than mm -hmm. any place other than Japan mm -hmm. Japan is the only one that kind of even competes with us. That's one of the reasons why we're kind of behind in League of Legends and other things is because mm -hmm. we put so like there's so much emphasis on mm -hmm. you know Madden, Call of Duty, and stuff. But right, like right. gaming was a lot more looked down on when I was younger, and it was mm -hmm. almost all males, and that was how mm -hmm. it was targeted and how mm -hmm. it was marketed. And um, you know, since kind of the the, I mean, it, it was slowly gaming gaining acceptance, but really phones 
mm-hmm. are what completely changed the acceptable level. And they started, you know, engineering a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, building them, targeting them, marketing them towards women more. Um, and mm-hmm. just, you know, them becoming like an acceptable thing to do while you're, you know, sitting in the doctor's office waiting to be seen. Like it just kind of became omnipresent. Yeah. So I think yeah. I've had more of a life changing with my age because I started off at such a young age and then seeing mm-hmm. the evolution mm-hmm. over time. Mm, that's interesting. But also just playing the dorkiest games possible, like MUDs. You know, so that that has part of it. They were fun. I, I I mean, muds were fun. It was it was it was literally your first RPG experience. No, I mean that's how that's how I felt. You had like so much control over what you can do, and I mean, you usually died ninety percent of the time in the first. I don't know, like you. you oh, couldn't... I died a lot of times. You I died a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean, I PvP'd and all that kind of stuff. Like, I did all kinds of stuff on there. Um, oh, in, in the mud, played yeah. it way too much. Yeah, that's interesting. It was so crazy. You were, you were a big mud guy then. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. All right, so, so you still play games now? Yes, I mean, you, yes. you, you did. You, we spoke before we actually started, and you did just literally carry a game as a jungler in League of Legends. And <laughs> so, why do you still choose to play video games even now? Uh, part of it's just because it makes my brain happy. And I'm good at it, right? So when you're good at something and you do it, you feel better about yourself and just kind of how it reacts with, again, like the ADHD. Like it's just, you know, you're playing and you're looking at top lane and mid lane and Mm -hmm, bot lane and you're jungling and you're... But for me, a lot of it is just social time, Mm -hmm. right? Like my best friend plays League of Legends now. Mm -hmm, I introduced mm -hmm. him to the game. Uh, He could, you know, hate me for that, but... He plays, I've, I've, you know, I've gone to New York to visit, you know, uh, Seth who plays Mm -hmm. and like, I know so many people and like when I'm done with work and I'm exhausted Mm. and I come home, I want some social time, but Mm. I don't want to go anywhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's going to take me. Cause like where I am clearly to my closest friends is like 20 minutes away. I don't want to drive 20, 30 minutes there mm-hmm. and back when I'm, I'm right now, I'm, you know, I work full time. I'm getting my master's and doing an internship. So like the, the amount of time and energy mm-hmm. I have to do that kind of thing just isn't there. And so, you know, a lot of it's social and then some of it's just makes my brain happy still, like just mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. A, a stupid phone game while I'm watching bad TV or, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's interesting. The social aspect has, has come up a lot. And a lot of people really, that's one of the things, and I agree with that 100%, you know, getting that social aspect, getting to know, you know, after a point, you, you know, you you start to get to know the people you game with. Sometimes you don't want to, because, you know, you, you, you get to enjoy playing with certain people. And it's fun, especially when it's actually someone you know in real life, that who's an actual friend, you're getting to share something that you enjoy. Right. I mean, you, you yeah. enjoy you, you guys are playing the same game. I mean, I mean, Seth, my buddy Seth, he was he's the one who got me into League of Legends and, you know, and, and League League is definitely not an easy game to just he's, jump into. He's why I play League of Legends, because we played yeah. Dota together for years and oh, he really? migrated over to League of Legends. Yeah, I knew him for mm. like eight, nine years before league started really yes and then i came over to league and i was like this is too easy there's no denying of creeps and stuff and then i quit for a couple of years 
And like, you can't go back to Dota once you quit. It's such a brutal game that mm. I was like, I don't want to relearn how what, to do you guys all of did, this. What what was it? Was it um Dota with Warcraft two or Starcraft? Yeah, yeah, Warcraft three. Warcraft so three, Warcraft right? uh, three had the crazy map maker, yeah, yes. um, and it was huge community and stuff and there were actually a bunch of defense of the ancients you know right, dota's right. the ancients and they were both there were like there was like a one where you like you were dwarves and you were defending mm -hmm. from the undead mm -hmm. yep. and like i played early dota and then like all through all the crazy patches with super broken stuff and then it got better and better and better and finally league of legends um ice frog or whatever split off mm -hmm. or ginzu i think it was ginzu and ice frog split over and made um they actually just League took of the Legends. game mode, right? They took the game mode. Yeah, and they made that it was a custom. Uh, that was what was was wild. Yeah. That 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 whole genre came yeah. out of a custom map mode. And, in, and I'm in really RTS. glad that Blizzard never paid them for it and got it, mm. and so that Dota went to Steam and still exists and has mm. been run into the ground mm. by uh, Blizzard, mm. Activision, I mean, I mean, whatever they are yeah. now. Yeah, Blizzard uh, Blizzard tried and unfortunately it's it's definitely a hit or miss market because I've seen so many iterations. I've even seen one where you you pilot a spaceship in space. And they it's a five V five MOBA MOBA game where you have to take points, you have to kill creeps. It's it was really wild, but I definitely can see it's just wild how how that one game mode expanded the way it did. And yeah, became its yeah, own it game. created a whole new genre. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember playing the the Blizzard version, and mm. I don't even remember what it's called at this point because that's what my best friend started with. He didn't Heroes play of the League. Storm. Or yeah, <laughs> well, actually, he started with Dota a million years ago. But here's the oh, storm. Okay. And so, but like you know, then he quit for like 15 years, and we went to mm. play it. And long before they actually canceled the game, mm. they they were letting the the ranked queue go on for like nine, ten minutes, even at like low ranks, and like it was Ooh. unplayable essentially. Like nine, ten minutes. It queue. was. Ugh. Yeah, it was just like they just like if something was broken and they just didn't want to fix it, and like they had clearly like already mm. moved all the resources six, twelve months in advance, or they were just completely inept. Either way. Um, I felt like that game could have had a future if they wanted it to, but yeah, they didn't it could want have. to. I, it had potential, but I mean, that was also at the time that Blizzard, they made a lot of questionable uh, in-house decisions with their... I mean, I think that from then to now <laughs> and continuing is yeah, just like Blizzard was for, for at least two decades or a decade and a half my favorite game every game company oh yeah everything they put out hit diablo one was diablo my first one diablo two computer yep. game it was amazing starcraft i played every warcraft, warcraft one two three starcraft so one good. two uh completed every mission on starcraft so like good. every yep. achievement yep. um they were all fantastic and then since then it's kind of like they haven't produced anything of note like yeah, i don't know it's so it's overwatch sad. was yeah. okay and then mm -hmm. they ran it into the ground when they became a gambling company mm. like that's what yeah. it, it felt like they turned into a gambling company and like just stopped trying to make good games well, and i'm sure like all the people who actually made the good games were long gone that and was that's the other who thing, actually right. mattered. They lost they lost a lot of their good developers but i mean i think that i think the reason they also lost them was had yeah. a lot to do with the direction that they saw their upper management was making. 
you well, know, they like, kept like you buying said, the whole, new, mm-hmm. like they kept getting bought and stuff, and everything would be right, shaken right. up, and they were not. I'm sure they weren't paying the people who were actually making the best parts of the games adequately and stuff. So, like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not surprising at all. It's just kind of sad that like you had, you know, there was a couple of really good ma- game makers that yep. made AAA games that didn't miss, and then yeah, you know, most of them now just make gambling casino games for you to go in and spend money to get skins. And the, like. and the the sad part is is that as as much as because I I also do not like the whole gambling trend that a lot of games nowadays seem to tend to go in that direction with even their battle pass systems and such like that yeah but I mean that that to me I I I've never liked that because you know it 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 becomes the source of the game's purpose to make money more so than be a great game that you enjoy. yeah and it's you're you're constantly trying to like get these special items and stuff. And when it's pay to win, it's significantly worse. And when you can't like league of legends is the somehow the first and only one who's done it. Like people just can't make enough money off of their model, I guess, because Mm. they, um, and maybe a bunch of them that I just haven't played have the exact same model, but I like that it's not pay to win and you can buy essentially anything straight up. Yeah. Straight up dollars for anything, yeah. and you don't have to exclude. Like, that was Overwatch. I died. Like I instantly got out of Overwatch once I realized mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, I like the skin. Oh, you can't buy it. You right. have to just right. play and grind and spend money for a chance to get this skin. And I was like, for oh, a- I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, chance. I am not going yeah. to spend two hundred dollars to you know give myself a ninety eight percent chance of getting this skin. Because like yeah. I've rolled a ninety nine before, so like I don't ever want <laughs> to leave. You know. A, I hear a, you on that, man. Yep. A full wallet amount for it. Like, no, it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh man, these are these are so good. These these discussions here. Let's let let's continue on. We got a few more questions mm-hmm. just to to wrap things up. So, this question is an interesting question because it's always different. So, what what is your number one video game of all time? Your your personal number one. Video so I've had a hundred of these. Every time I listen to one of these podcasts, <laughs> I play them over in my head and I debate on it. And like Diablo one and Zelda, a link to the past. And, you know, mm. uh, there's a ton of, 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 um, there's a ton of contenders, mm-hmm. but it's, it's mm. gotta be myth. The fallen Lords. Myth um, the fallen. Wait, myth, myth? the fallen Lords. Yes. Really? M-Y-T-H. Yep, it was a Bungie game before Mm -hmm. Halo. Um, They made Myth of the Fallen Lords and Myth Soul Blighter. Um, And they were crazy. Like, it's so wild to go back and think that, like, they were... I mean, the graphics at the time were fantastic. Wait, was Um, this the Myth, the puzzle game? No, that's Myst. Myst, I'm sorry. That's Myst. I'm going to throw it in the... So you can get a look view of it real quick. Um, but it was it was this unique story um, with oh, a lot of real world references, okay. like crossing mm-hmm. the Rubicon, uh, which is a reference to. Um, oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah, uh, Rome. Right. Um, but there's you know there's a there's a speaking head who only who like tells lies and stuff and get to go kill your mm-hmm. hero who fought off these bad guys who came back evil and has brought this evil army. Uh, and there's all these great characters and oh, like this is a RTS. 
Kind of, except you don't build anything. So at the right, start right. of online games, you would select what champion, what units you want, and they mm -hmm. all had point values. Mm. Um, and there was all these crazy game modes, like King of the Hill, like soccer ball version of King of the Hill. Um, there were like, dom like kind of like domination, like hold certain points at the end of the game. Uh, just kill everyone, yes, deathmatch, yes, highest game. damage wins, stuff like that. And you had like light troops and dark troops, and like there was like light and dark, and light like had the like on right, the right. online light one had like the weaker troops dark had like the stronger troops there's one guy who shot lightning the dwarves threw molotov cocktails you would stand with the dwarves behind the fetches who shot lightning <laughs> you throw the bottles over yeah. then you'd shoot the lightning under them to ramp them off into the distance uh and to fly across the board it was called carpet bombing mm. um and there was also like you know some cheating and especially early on before they kind of nerfed it um but like it was an absolutely wild game all the little crazy bungee stuff mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you know like you could throw a whole bunch of bottles into a river yeah um and they would blow up because they hit the water and then they bounce out if you throw it like just the right spot and then you could pile them up and then you'd shoot with the oh, fetch right there and they would just awesome. like nuke the side of the stage wow. uh and i was good at it and it wasn't a huge number of people playing it i mean there was you know like a thousand mm -hmm. or so at a given time and one time i played like four of the top eight players because the, the ranks were really cool like the top rank was like a, a comet and the next person number two was a eclipse or something and then a sun and then they were like half moons so like the top eight were like like different celestial ranks and then you had like emperors and stuff like that that was similar to like blizzard oh, ranks at the time um but like four of the top eight were on the other yeah. team and I was playing a bunch of low rank guys and like it was a whole bunch of like it was like a small map. So like mm -hmm. everyone was controlling like two, three guys. And then we fought and it came down to like two on one and they had the better unit. But we had two guys and they were like just like punching each other. And then like we won <laughs> with like two hits left on like the weakest guy in the game. Like mm -hmm. there were so many epic moments in that game. The game was crazy. I had all these crazy strategies. You did all these crazy things. And the game itself was like the single player was really kind of cool and unique and weird mm -hmm. for the time. So like I think in my memory, at least that's my that's, that's my favorite game and the most unique and the one I remember the most fondly. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, you, you talked about memories and that actually leads to this next question. Yeah. So what is, what is that one gaming memory that you have that you will, you will absolutely never, ever forget? You sound like you uh, have a, a bunch of those. <laughs> that was probably at the, the beating the, the four top ranked eight guys, like four of the top mm. eight, like two more in the top 20 in like a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, but you know, there's there's a whole bunch of them. There's, you know, there's stuff in Zelda. There was one time I went back and I played Zelda, like the original, the original, original mm -hmm, NES mm -hmm, Zelda. Mm -hmm. And the first day I played it, and this was like as an adult, and I was like, it's a little bit hard, but like, it's not too bad. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and like my overnight, my brain had figured it out. And it was like unlocking a cheat code. And I was like a golden mm -hmm. god that couldn't be hit. Like I beat like the last <laughs> two stages without anything touching me. Yeah. Um, time splitters, when that game first came I remember spending like an entire weekend straight because oh, it had like all game. these crazy um, like it was I think it was like, you know, a little bit later than GoldenEye, but like mm. so much better from mm -hmm. like a yeah. custom map standpoint and stuff. Yep. Um, when I was younger, when I first job with like 15 and 16 was working at a um, 
mm. ISP. So we would plug up a uh, little like LAN stuff and we had, you know, a um, oh, T1 nice. connection we could use, yeah. but like just hanging out and playing Quake with a bunch of friends in the office and stuff like that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I remember playing WoW in the, uh, beta as they were shutting mm. it down for like the last time before it went live and like you know like you're getting fewer and fewer people and the game is breaking as they're shutting it down and stuff mm. um wow. yeah those just are, so many those are some great memories staying up all night playing lost vikings which was a bungee game the, the back myth, in the day the myth memory sounds awesome because you were able to like abuse those mechanics so well that i yeah that that's that's pretty amazing and and the land parties land parties are always fun land land parties are always always amazing i i know <laughs> nothing dorkier in like the late 90s early 2000s than showing some up where, um, somewhere with your giant 48 pound pc <laughs> you, and yeah you have to look that CRT yep. monitor and stuff yep. uh but yeah they were so much fun just <laughs> Those are some yeah. awesome memories. Awesome memories. All right, this has been so good. Well, this is our this is our last question actually for this for this session and it's a it's a technical question. It's really so so how do you, how do you feel the evolution of technology has impacted your gaming experience? Has it been in a negative and a positive way? But how has just the evolution of the technology impacted your overall gaming experience? So I think so many aspects are great. The cross-play, mm. uh, the playing with uh, t- 20 to 40 ping instead of 250. Because <laughs> like, 250 was the ping. Like, that was the best ping you could get uh, on a 56K modem, really. Like, unless you were really, really close to town. They were really close, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, but that was just kind of like the standard. It was like 240 or whatever. And if um, picked up the phone, disconnected. Yeah. There's, there was so, <laughs> there's so much great stuff. Mm. Um but I feel like just as equally, they've gotten so much better at the, the psychological getting you to play every, like, you know, League just has their little small, simple play a quest, mm. whatever. And then they have their mm. battle passes, which are, you know, encouraging you mm. to throw away your whole life to, you know, grind out for $28 <laughs> for the skins or whatever. But yeah. so many of, especially the phone games, are just psychologically mm. zoomed in on mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking it full advantage, especially of kids. And I feel like the technology of like gaming and stuff is cool, but like the the psychological and like business aspects have tainted Mm, it mm, at mm. least as much as it's improved. So Mm. it's probably pretty much neutral. Like, I don't know if like, Mm. I think the ability to connect to people has been Mm-hmm. hugely beneficial but i think that the negative aspect of like people staring at their phones trying to complete their quests you know right, right. really got started to me in popularity mm-hmm. around the time of farmville mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just like becomes farmville. like this hey like you need to get back your crops are going to expire hey you're going to miss out on all this cool stuff you're going to miss out on these skins and it's all so fake and it's started. cropping up terrible games That's and but it's it's really profitable and so much time and energy and human mm. like so much human expertise is being mm-hmm. funneled into mm-hmm. these really crappy games that are just completely built yeah. to like with treat you like uh you know a, a piñata and just keep hitting you <laughs> for money and like that's just kind of depressing to watch something that was you know created for joy and created for these really cool unique games and now it's just yeah, yeah. like 
really simple phone games where they're just taunting you with like extra XP yeah. points if you'll just give them a little bit more money. And you'll become the best in the world if you just give them a little bit more money. Just a little and, bit more. Uh, you, get, you get a little better. So, more money, more better. More money, more better. Really great stuff. Terrible. Really crappy stuff. So it kind of grows further and further in both directions, I feel like. I feel like the really good stuff keeps getting better and better and better. And the really bad stuff keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, <laughs> there is just no you. way to convince everyone in the world ever mm. of anything. Like, you can't just go, like, hey, guys, any game that you know, includes these mechanics. Mm, mm-hmm. We we just we just all boycott. It just doesn't work. Mm. Um, like boycotts just aren't typically all that effective if you can't do them at a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadly, yeah. but I, I don't know the future of it. But um, I'm hoping that at least we'll keep getting games like Elden Ring and stuff that mm-hmm. even if they have their flaws, mm-hmm. um, are really cool and unique and you know groundbreaking in their own way and are cool and aren't just there to suck the money out of you. And I hope those games keep getting supported by people who, you know, like a weird game, like a strange game, like a a game that goes against the trends and a game that, you know, takes chances and uh, a game that isn't just, you know, a loot pinata simulator. I hear you. I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's, the, the the pros are good pros, but that is definitely the whole... We, we, we are being monetized, basically, like, as players. And I've noticed that it started... I have to say it started around, I want to say, the mid-2000s when stuff like Battle Passes and the whole loot box thing and Overwatch with their, with their boxes. That was actually what... What I was afraid of with League of Legends at first, but like you said, League of Legends is probably one of the few games that has the whole loot box system, but their system doesn't give you an edge over someone else. And it, you can play that whole game without ever putting a dime in it, and you can reach the highest level just on your gameplay. And, and- I would also say it's really important that you continue to be able to buy the skin you want for money. Like whatever right, you, you want, you need it. to yeah. go to buy directly because <laughs> if, when you gatekeep stuff behind and you know, a percentage that you can't even see, I wish we had laws in America protecting us. I wish everything had to show all of the percentages mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can click on anything out there before you buy it it will tell you every bit of percentages involved yeah. so and that it, you can you can know. Yeah, it's interesting because, what is it, Europe that started banning such things? They've Europe, the uh, China, it. Japan, Korea, most of, most of the, you know... Um, most of the civilized world. <laughs> most of the civilized world, but just like healthcare and everything else, like mm. we're just not, just, you know, it's, it's a free-for-all over here. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this was this was really great. Rage, I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much for joining us and being a part of this. You know, I I enjoy our our gaming sessions personally. I know I don't really like Same. say a lot when we game and, you know, especially now with the way I things are lot. going and so, <laughs> so, I just want to say thank you. Thank you again for being a part of this and I want to say thank you for everyone who tuned in, letting us grace your space. I just wish you continue to have a great week. Remember that you are awesome. Jesus loves you. And ganadora. <laughs>